Thank you. Thank you so much. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, Happy New Year to those of you watching online, those of you watching from home in Leicester, and of course in Cambridge as well. It's great to be sharing with you today. On the first day of 2023, I also want to say a big welcome to those of you who might be new to Kingsgate as well, either watching or you're joined over the Christmas season. Uh, In fact, why don't we put our hands together and welcome all the new people who have joined. Great to be together. Trust you enjoyed your Christmas season as well. Uh, It was nice, wasn't it, after the last couple of years to be able to have a a normal Christmas again. Um, And uh, so we went all out. And as you can see from this photo, we had matching (laughs) pyjamas. You can't get more Christmassy than matching pyjamas. And as cheesy as that is as well, uh, we actually had our names (laughs) embroidered on those pyjamas as well. So uh, we went all out. But um, it's good to be able to start this new series, um, Resilient, uh, starting this new year. Um, It's a very timely series, I'm sure you'll agree, for a number of reasons. The first one really being because of what resilient means. It actually describes a person who is able to withstand or spring back from difficult or challenging circumstances, or an object that is able to kind of recoil or spring back after being stretched or bent or compressed in any way. In other words, it's the ability to be able to bend but not break. Or in the uh, classic kind of 90s song from Chumbawamba, uh, I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. I get knocked down. But I, does anybody remember that song? Anyway, forget it, but anyway. <laughs> um, but it's this ability to come back stronger no matter what life throws uh, your way. Um, but more importantly, though, the reason why this is timely is because of obviously what's going on in our world. You know, we turn on the news and we see all the predictions for 2023, and I'm not going to go into all of that. But uh, also, you might actually have um, some personal challenges that you are going through as well. But you know, wherever we're at, I think this um, ability to live the resilient life, to, to spring back stronger, no matter what life throws your way, is one that it's very appealing, I'm sure. Uh, to all of us, isn't it? And so for the next few weeks, we are going to be looking at how we can live the resilient life. And uh, today we're starting by looking at Psalm 1, which is a great place to start on day one of a new year, because I'm sure many of you are starting Bible reading plans, and on day one uh, is Psalm 1 for most of them, isn't it? Um, And uh, what I like to say, actually, for preaching on New Year's Day is um, I can confidently stand here and say uh, not one of us in church are behind and our Bible reading plans. Isn't that great? Give yourself a pat on the back. It's uh, the one day of the year where you can feel as holy as Dave Smith, which is great. So it um, might be a different case tomorrow, but uh, no, are you joking? Um, but uh, this is a great psalm to look at because it shows us how the resource of resilience is the Bible, is the Word of God. How you know there's lots of podcasts and books and lots of good stuff out there, and I'm sure lots being thrown our way in the new year, but it's good to remember that it will always be the Bible, the Word of God, that is the source of our stability, the resource of the resilient life. So it's great for us that we're looking at today. And the the, the psalmist kind of paints this um, so powerfully by looking at two images. Uh, The first image is of a tree, as you'll see here, planted by a stream. It's strong, it's healthy, it's producing fruit, it's, it's green, it's full of life. 
and it's resilient in all seasons. It's a wonderful picture of resilience. This is contrasted in this psalm with this picture of chaff, which is uh, kind of like the light shell around a kernel of grain or wheat. Um, it's, it's the most unresilient thing you can ever think of, basically. Um, it just takes one little breath to blow it away. In fact, farmers actually separate wheat from the chaff by just literally chucking it in the air and allowing the wind to blow the chaff away. So if you were to pick a picture for your life for 2023, you know, I wonder which one it would be. Would it be the chaff to be unstable, weightless, fruitless, blown around by the smallest of change in circumstance? Or would it be to be like this tree, planted firmly, strong, stable, faithful, secure, fruitful, prospering in every season, no matter what life throws you away. I'm sure all of us would choose the tree, wouldn't we? <laughs> it's obvious. 2023, be a tree. There you go, it rhymes, so it must be true. Remember that for this year, 23, be a tree. So we're going to dive in and look at how, firstly, there's a promise in this psalm of the resilient life, and then we're going to look at how we can posture ourselves for the resilient life. Firstly, the promise. Look at the promise in this psalm. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yield its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Now what I love about this image is it displays how when we go God's way, when we follow God uh, and, and, and read the Bible and apply what what he's telling us to do, and, and we walk out this life of faith with him at the center. The promise of God is that we will be like a tree planted by a stream that will never run dry. It's a wonderful picture and a powerful picture for a number of reasons. First one being because of where this was written. This was written in Israel, which is the Middle East, predominantly dry kind of environment. And so the psalmist would have known that any tree that would prosper would inevitably have deep roots, because it couldn't literally like, just survive by relying on rain and external circumstances. And any kind of horticultural expert, of which I am not one, by the way, well, they'll tell you that actually trees become stronger in difficult climates because their roots go deeper. They go searching for nourishment and resource elsewhere. And actually, trees that grow in healthy environments, you know, with lots of sun and rain all the time, they are the ones that inevitably wither and die quickly when there's unexpected change and dry seasons. So it's a wonderful picture, if you like, of how we have the ability to dig down deep, to drive our roots deep into the resources of God, into the river that never runs dry. So no matter what comes our way, no matter what season we're in, no matter what, whether it's hot, it's cold, it's winter, it's summer, it doesn't really matter because we're drawing on the one who never runs dry. We're drawing on the one who rules and reigns above it all. We're drawing on God Almighty. It's a wonderful picture of resilience as a result. And this is a promise that God gives to us. And the psalmist unpacks this in a number of great ways. This, this tree yields fruit. Notice how it yields fruit. We all want to be fruitful, don't we, I'm sure, this year. We want to live lives that are fruitful. And Jesus promises this to us. He says, if you remain in me, you will produce fruit. But notice that this fruit is produced in season. Fruit is not always evident on this tree. And so I know at this time of year where we can be somewhat reflective and 
think about how our lives are going, we can sometimes think, am I really being fruitful? Am I seeing the fruit that I desire, that, that, that I really long for? Can I encourage you? You know, if that's you right now, uh, if you're digging down deep into God and relying on his resources, notice this tree isn't stressed when it's not producing fruit because it knows the fruit will come. It knows the promise of God is that fruit will come in season. A waiting season is never a wasted season with God. <laughs> I love how one commentator puts it. He says, there are no barren trees in God's orchard. I love that. There are no barren trees in God's orchard. You will produce fruit. And maybe for some of us this year, 2023, will be a year where that's, that season of, of somewhat barrenness will come to an end. And there will be fruit as you remain in God and drive down deep and, and draw on him. Fruit is produced as a result. But notice as well, this, the leaves on this tree, they don't wither. It's, it's evergreen. It reminds me of evergreen trees. You know why evergreen trees are called evergreen? Because they're evergreen. <laughs> you know, they're always green. doesn't matter what season they're in. And what's interesting is that, you know, we want to, don't we, stand out for Jesus. And I know for, for us this year, we're probably thinking, this year I really want to be a witness for God. I want to stand out. I want to make a difference What's interesting is that evergreen trees stand out during times of winter, don't they? You can spot an evergreen tree from a mile off when it's winter time. In summer, maybe not so much, you can spot them, but in winter they stand out. And actually they provide protection and blessing to those around it, to nature around them. So maybe for you this year, no matter what is going to happen, we don't know what's going to happen in the world out there, but maybe this year as you remain in God and your leaves don't wither, you remain evergreen. And not only do you uh, remain blessed and healthy and fruitful, but actually you become a source of blessing and protection and strength for those around you as well. And people look to you and say, oh, look around here, it's all looking like winter time, but what is it about this person? Their leaves don't wither, they're evergreen. What is it about them? You can be a real witness for Jesus and shine for Jesus by being evergreen and remaining in him. Whatever they do prospers, the psalmist goes on to say. And this isn't about having the Midas touch, you know, just doing everything that makes you rich and famous and comfortable. It's, it's far more meaningful and deeper than that. When it talks about being prosperous here, uh, the, as the commentators say, it's talking about God working together everything in your life for your good and for his glory. So that whatever you go through in your life, God is at work in it. The good, the bad, the ugly, whatever it is, God is in it. He's working it all together. And as you remain in him and as you keep on digging those roots down deep into him, drawing on him, the promise of God is that he will work it out all together for your good. You might not feel it right now. You might not see it right now. But the promise of God is that he will work it. He's at work in it and he's working through it for your good and for his glory as well. So that whatever you do will prosper. People will look to you and say, they are prospering no matter what season of life they go through. What a wonderful promise this is. So much, uh, it's so contrasted, isn't it, by this picture of the chaff. Not so the wicked, the psalmist says. They're like chaff that the wind blows away. You know, if we rely on our own resources 
and simply go on what's out there in culture and our feelings. You know, we'll be up and down like a yo-yo, won't we? You know, we see it so much in social media and the news around us, lots of fear and anxiety, so much so that the smallest circumstance, the smallest change can just lead to people falling flat and just feeling low and down and depressed. But that's not what God has promised for our lives. We are not like chaff. You know, John Stott, um, the uh, the, uh, great um, theologian, puts it this way. He says, the basic idea behind the Hebrew word for wicked here appears to be one of restlessness. The tree is planted firmly, but the chaff is unstable. So can I encourage us this year, can we, like never before, choose to not go on our emotions, our own resources, and rely on our, our own strength. Because I don't know about you, but one thing I know about this life is that it can be vulnerable, can't it? So we need to rely on something stronger. We need to rely on the one who rules and reigns above it all, who we can anchor ourselves in and rely on the river of God that never runs dry so that we're nourished, that we're resourced. We're not just surviving, but we're thriving. To not be lightweight like chaff, I don't want to be a, a spiritual lightweight in 2023. I want to be a spiritual heavyweight in 2023. Amen? You know, some of us might be feeling like physical heavyweights at the moment after Christmas, but let's be spiritual heavyweights in 2023 as we rely on God's resources, dig down deep into him and draw on him. This is the promise of God. And what I love is that I see so many examples of resilience in this church family. Uh, one such example is of a great lady called Carol who's in uh, our online life group. She's watching this. and So hi, Carol. And uh, it's great to be able to share uh, a little bit of her story because um, she, over the last couple of years, has gone through some immense difficulty. Um, somewhat unexpectedly, her twin sister uh, passed away from cancer. And uh, her, she's had significant troubles within her family as well, her granddaughter uh, has uh, a severe hen- mental health uh, problems that has led to her being in and out of hospital over the last 18 months. And um, it's been, a, an, understandably, a very challenging time for her and the family. But we, the Life Group, we've had kind of front row seats as to seeing how Carol has dug down deep into God during the last two years, drawing on God's resources, digging into his word, uh, attending, she's never missed a life group as far as I can remember. She's immersed herself within the Word of God, the family of God, attending every prayer meeting in the three days and, and, and 21 days of prayer and fasting, getting involved, going to things like the Freedom Day, just saying yes at every opportunity to get more involved in the church family and draw on God's resources. And as a result, we have just seen how she's not been overwhelmed, but actually she's remained a rock through it all. And yes, of course, there have been times of tears and anxiety and worry. You know, it's natural and she's human after all. But we have seen how she's experienced peace in the midst of the storm, joy in the midst of despair, healing from hurt and wounds and restoration in so many ways. So much so that she's actually been a bit like an evergreen tree. (laughs) She's not just remained healthy and strong and steadfast herself, but actually she's been a blessing to her family and she's been a blessing to our life group as well. You know, if anybody puts a, a prayer request in the WhatsApp group, Carol is usually one of the first ones to respond with advice 
advice and support and prayer. You know, she's providing that, that, that strength to people around her, regardless of what's going on in her own life. It's a wonderful picture of resilience. And I've come away regularly from our Wednesday night gatherings, encouraged and inspired as a result of people like Carol, who draw on God's resources and remain resilient no matter what they go through in life. This is the promise of God that we can all have in 2023. So the question is, how can we posture ourselves for the resilient life? Well, the answer the, the psalmist gives us says, blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. See, we all delight in something, don't we? Uh, this is, when we talk about delight, we're talking about not having to do something, but you get to do something. You know, I don't have to eat chocolate cake or mince pies, as I've been doing so recently. I get to do it. You know, it's something I enjoy. I don't have to watch Manchester United win another football game. I get to do it. You know, I love watching football. I don't have to beat Dave and Phil Timpson and Chris Sharman at golf, you know? I get to do it, you know? It's something I delight in. I delight doing that. May it continue for this year, 2023. Um, but, you know, we all delight in, in things, don't we? So how can we delight? How can we delight in the Bible, the Word of God, which is what the psalmist is talking about here? Well, he says, look, meditate on his law day and night, now, what is meditation? Meditation is simply not emptying your mind, but filling your mind with God's truth, filling your mind with truth about who you are and about who he is, speaking it out to yourself, listening, reading, feeding on it, working it into your heart so that it moves from your head to your heart and you experience the reality of God's promises in your life, stepping out in faith, acting on God's word, putting putting your, your faith out on the line and, and, and stepping out for Jesus. And as a result, seeing the reality of God's promises fulfilled in and through your life. And the inevitable result of that is you delight in God's word because you see it at work in and in through you. You know, um, another way you could talk about meditation is to, to marinate, you know, just to immerse yourself in God's word. And I love Chrissy's cooking. She's, she's a great cook. And one of her, my favorite meals that she makes is spaghetti bolognese. Uh, she gets all like the right ingredients for it. And it takes a long time actually for her to prepare and to cook it as well. It tastes amazing. And actually it tastes better if it's been kind of marinating in the fridge overnight and you eat it on the second and, and kind of third day. Um, now, if I were to get a microwavable, you know, spaghetti bolognese and just stick it in the microwave uh, three minutes and there it's done, um, it wouldn't taste the same, of course, would it, than, than Chrissy's bolognese. It would be like two totally different meals. Now, why is that? Well, because micro the microwaving of the food doesn't allow... Um, it's the cooking process, if you like, doesn't allow for the ingredients to be cooked in a way that brings out the flavor. The process doesn't do justice, if you like, to the food, to the ingredients. So it tastes differently. And so the point is, is that we aren't to microwave the Bible. <laughs> you know, we're called to meditate on the Bible, to immerse ourselves in it, to chew it over again and again. And the more we do, the better it tastes as we marinate in it. We immerse ourselves in God's word and we, we experience the reality of God at work in and through our lives as a result. So as good as, you know, getting the, the verse for the day is and, and reading that, 
Um, can I encourage you not just to read you know, a snippet here and a snippet there and then move into your day, but actually to, to meditate on it, to think about it, to chew it over. That's what the, the, the psalmist is talking about here. It's just enjoying God's word, uh, going over it, immersing yourself in it. In fact, why don't we do a little bit of it right now? Why don't we take a passage, Isaiah 41.10. It's one of my favorites, actually. And um, this is what it says. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now, that is encouraging, isn't it, to read? I'm encouraged just by speaking it out. But rather than moving into our day and that being it, why don't you just, every day this year, spend a bit more time just going over the word. God says, do not fear. Right, okay, so at the beginning of my day, I'm thinking, I don't have to fear anything. Whatever I'm going to, whatever work situation, when I'm going to visit the doctor, or going into that environment that I'm fearful about, I don't have to fear. Why? Because God is with me. He's with me every step of the way. Everywhere I go this day, this week, this month, this year, and beyond, God is with me. I don't need to be dismayed. I don't need to be anxious. I don't need to be worried. Because God says he's my God. It's personal. (laughs) God isn't just God (coughs) Almighty. He is my God. He's with me and he says, I am your God. I'm going to strengthen you. So it doesn't matter how I feel this day. I might be tired, a bit weary, feeling like I'm drained of my own strength. But God says he's going to give me his strength. And he's going to help me with that work Uh, project or with those studies or whatever it is, that relationship. God is going to help me with that, help me raise those children. And he's going to do that by giving me his strength, his ability, that river that never runs dry. And so I can be encouraged. You know, even when I fall short, even when I feel like I've messed up, God says, don't worry, because I'm going to uphold you with my righteousness, my righteous right hand. We're clothed in his righteousness. You see how we begin to chew over the word and draw it out, how it starts to build up resilience. You start to realize God's truth in your life and through your life as a result. What might your year look like this year as you, as you chew over the word of God, as you go over it again and again throughout your day and uh, experience the reality of the promise of God to be resilient in your life. So here's some real practical things that we can do um, as I kind of draw uh, this message to a close. I want to give you some practical things that you can take away from today and to start your year in the, on, on the right foot. Let's get a hold of, I've said it already, but a Bible reading plan. You know, if you haven't got a Bible reading plan for this year, it's not too late. It's day one, as I've said. You can start today. I love, you know, the psalmist talks about meditating day and night. So have something that can help you kind of go over the word, not just one time, but actually throughout the day. I love Lectio 365. It's a great Bible app that kind of helps you reflect morning and evening, you know, day and night. There's loads out there. You know, look on the Version Bible app or Nicky Gumbel's Bible in a Year. There's so much for you to get involved in. So get a hold of a Bible, Bible reading plan today. Listen to it if that helps you. Speak it out. You know, if you can memorize some scripture as well, that's a great way of getting a hold of the word of God, delighting in it and meditating on it. I have in the front of my Bible just some sayings. You know, if you find it hard to, to memorize, 
Just write down some statements uh, that can help you, you know, based on scripture, that you can just read out every day. And the more you read them out, the more you'll start to remember them. So for example, I've got at the start here, the, the top one, today I enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise, Psalm 100. So every day I can say that out. Today I enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. You know, your mercies are new for me every morning, Lamentations 3. I'm clothed with salvation and righteousness. Your love is better than life. Your grace is sufficient for me. Your power is made perfect in weakness, 2 Corinthians 12. You know, you can get a hold of some things. I'll take a picture of this, actually, and we'll uh, post it somewhere so you can have a look at it if it helps. But, uh, you know, just get a hold of uh, a list of statements that you can read out every day and delight in the Word of God. <clears throat> Set a reminder Get really practical. Every day I have at 1 p.m. on my phone, TWG, time with God. And it's uh, usually in my lunch hour, so I have time just to stop. And it reminds me to stop and to remind myself of what I read in the morning. You know, what did I read this morning? Uh, am I living in the, in the reality of it? Am I working it out? Am I stepping out in faith? If not, how can I do it this afternoon? Even if it's just for five minutes in the middle of the day, just to stop and to pause, again, to revisit, to chew over the word. Get practical and have a time maybe of the week or you know, every couple of weeks or a month, even once a month where you just sit down and read the Bible you know, for longer periods of time. You know, the Bible is written in such a way, not just for us to have a, a snippet here and a verse there, as good as that is, but actually for us to sit down and read, you know, just like I say, immerse yourself, marinate in it, <laughs> just for half an hour or so, read the word. And as you do, I, I'm confident and I'm sure that God is going to speak to you. You're going to delight more and more in his word. You're going to experience God at work in your life in new ways, through your life in new ways. And you will inevitably delight in his word. The more you chew it over, the better it will taste. I love um, how Joel Osteen, a pastor in America, before he preaches, he grabs his Bible. Uh, I will do it in his accent, but I'd probably make a mess of it. So he, he says this. Um, he says, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. I love that. Maybe start the day saying that every day before you read the word. It's a wonderful thing to do. Take God at his word. Chew it over, and you will delight in it more and more. Now, um, I heard a story recently, just to inspire you, um, of uh, Pastor Wayne Cadero, who is a great um, speaker and preacher, a pastor. He's written a great book, actually, The Divine Mentor, on how to read the Bible, so get a hold of his book if you can. But he recently went to China, and you know, I'm regularly inspired by uh, brothers and sisters in Christ who are persecuted for their faith, where the Bible is confiscated. Um, because we hear great stories like this one where he went over to China and um, he did like a secret training session for some church leaders. 22 church leaders attended. They took a 13-hour train ride to get there. And uh, 18 of them had been imprisoned for their faith. And when, they, when they, he got them together, he realized that he actually didn't have enough Bibles to give out to everybody there. Uh, so he noticed as he started, he said, I'm going to read from the New Testament and we're going to teach from the New Testament. He noticed how there was a lady on the front row. She then gave her Bible to somebody else who didn't have one. And he took note of it and he thought, I wonder why she's done that. But then when he began to teach, he realized why she had done that. Because she'd memorized the whole of the New Testament. She didn't need a Bible because she had it all in here. 
She'd memorized it while she was in prison as well, which is pretty cool, <laughs> on scraps of paper that had been delivered to her. You know, and she memorized it as quick as she could. And I love how afterwards he spoke to her. She says this, we memorize it as fast as we can because even though they can take the paper away, they can't take what's hidden in your heart. You know, that's inspiring stuff, isn't it? Now, I'm not saying we all need to go away and memorize the whole New Testament. You know, if you can, then great, go for it. What I am saying is, we should be inspired by stories like this to meditate in God's word and to, as a result, delight in it and allow God to, to work in a deeper way in and through us because as we get a hold of his word and as we chew it over, this is the posture of the resilient life. This is how we plant ourselves in God and as a result, draw on him and see him work in and through us in a new way. Tim Keller sums it up wonderfully. He says, to know how to meditate on and delight in the Bible, it's the secret to a relationship with God and to life itself. Views contrary to God's word are no anchor in time of need. God's word gives us the resilience of a tree with a source of living water that will never dry up. May this be a picture for us in 2023. May this be um, a, a wonderful promise that we take hold of and live in the reality of this year. You know, you, wherever you're at now, right now watching this or here in the room, you might have had certain thoughts or, or visions for 2023 over your life, uh, just maybe getting by or surviving. But let me tell you, God wants you to live the resilient life. He promises that for you this year in 2023 so that no matter what comes your way, you know, when people look at you, imagine this for this year, when your friends or family, work colleagues, neighbours, the community around you look at you, they see a tree that is planted by a stream, by a river that never runs dry, so that you are prospering in every season, so that you are fruitful, so that you are not withering, but you're actually healthy and strong, steadfast, stable, faithful, measured, no matter what comes your way. That is the promise of God for you this year. May we take a hold of it by posturing ourselves for the resilient life and enjoy God's promise of resilience as a result. I'd like to draw our time to a close that by just praying uh, for, for us. So if you're able to, would you stand with me? We're going to pray together. <clears throat> and I'd like to begin really just by praying for those of you who um, might be watching this online or here in the room and you're new to faith or you're new to uh, Christianity or new to church in any way or you might have been a, away uh, from church for a while and you've come back maybe over the Christmas season and you've just started coming back again uh, to church. Well, I'd love to, to pray with you because you know this promise of resilience, it, it really is about us being planted, you know, like that tree, planted by that stream, by that river, planted in God, asking God to come to be at the center of our lives and allowing Him to be in the driving seat, if you like, following Him in every season. And as we do, we can live the resilient life. You know, the wonderful thing about this psalm is that it says, blessed is the one who delights in the law of the Lord. It doesn't say blessed is the one who has it all together or blessed is the one who does X, Y, and Z. It's like blessed is the one. This is something that's open for everybody. This is an invitation for everybody. It's a promise that we can all receive as we simply pray and ask God to come into our lives. You know, we can delight 
in God. We can delight in the Bible because He delights in us. And as we celebrated over the Christmas season, God came to us. Such is His love for us. He came to us. And through His life and through His death on the cross and His resurrection, He has made a way for us to receive His delight, to receive His love, to receive this promise of the resilient life. Not just in this lifetime, but life eternal forevermore. So I'm going to pray, and I'm just simply going to invite you to to repeat this after me. If you're watching this online or here in the room, just pray a simple prayer, inviting God to come in, saying, God, I want to know what this life of resilience is all about. I I want to rely not on my own resources anymore, but on your resources. And so if that's you, let's, let's all bow our heads and close our eyes so we're not embarrassing anybody here. And let's all, church, pray this out together so we're not exposing anybody. But simply repeat after me, let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you delight in me. Lord, I'm sorry for going my own way. But today I choose to follow you. To plant myself in you. Lord, would you forgive me? May I experience your love right now. And from this day on, I look forward to this new life of faith and resilience with you. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, if it really meant something to you, then we'd love to to, uh, help you on your journey of faith by giving you some next steps after the service. I'd just like to close now by praying for all of us, ahead of this year, 2023, to pray over us that it would really be a year of resilience. It'd be a year where no matter what is happening in the culture, in the climate, It's a year where we are like that tree, planted firmly, drawing on God's resources so that we're not just getting by, but we are thriving, we're prospering, we're healthy, we're fruitful in Jesus' name. And if you want that for your life, why don't you just, as a a symbolic way of saying, God, I want this, put your hand on your heart. The heart kind of representing your life, your all areas of your life. And let me just pray for you right now ahead of this year. So Father God, I pray for every single person watching this and pray for every single person here. Lord God, that this will be a year, no matter what we feel, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we might face, no matter what the predictions are in the news, what we hear and see around us, Lord, we declare this is a year where we will be like that tree planted by the river of God that never runs dry. This is a year of resilience over every single one of us. I pray, Lord God, this is a year where our leaves will not wither, where we will be fruitful, where we will prosper, where we will see you at work, Lord. In every season, you're working all things together for our good and for your glory. This is a year, I declare, for us as a church family, where we're going to be a witness for you like never before, like evergreen trees. We're going to stand out for Jesus. And people are going to say, those are the people I need to go and speak to. There's a place of refuge and strength over there. What is it about their lives that I need? And Lord, we pray this would be a time where we encounter a move of God like never before over our cities and our communities. Because Lord, it doesn't matter what the season is. You are with us and you are for us. 
and we are more than conquerors through you, Jesus. And so I declare over this year, resilience, the promise of resilience, we receive it and we posture ourselves for resilience in 2023 and beyond. In Jesus' mighty name. So we're going to worship you now, Lord, and declare our faith in you afresh and look ahead with confidence and courage.